Lastly, and the teachers there, they have this mantra, which is that acting is 100% technical, 100% organic, and 100% fucking. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a paradox by design. Huh. Because like in life, we want people to care while also giving off the impression that they don't give a shit. Welcome to the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Join me and a famous guest. We discuss their career, life, food, Texas, and everything in between. Let's get started. Hi, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Lone Star Play Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Yeah, I'm excited today. Why? I'm just in a good mood, y'all. I hope you're in a good mood. If you're not, let's get you in one. This is an awesome episode. Honestly, a lot of laughing, giggling, you know, just a good time, man. I, it's, I, uh, <laughs> perfect for this episode, guys. Couldn't, couldn't even get the word out. Uh, my guest today is Kyle Matthew. Okay. Um, and we got that, honestly, that moment would have been perfect in the, uh, in the podcast interview. Um, Kyle was awesome, super witty, super, you know, um, quick-witted. Is that the same thing as witty? I, I just said the same thing. Um, yeah, he's in uh, The Groundlings. You ever heard of them, The Groundlings? Um, it's like a comedy troupe, you know, very funny, and just work on improv and that sort of thing. He's just, you know, he's an actor. Um, amazing. This kid was so kid, you know, he's just a young guy. Look, I, everybody's a kid to me. I'm all I'm in my forties. Right. So, um, great. Just, this guy's going to be a talent, right? This guy's going to, you know, this like the lion Daniels interview we did y'all, right? This guy's going to be, uh, he's going to be something. So he's working very hard and, uh, doing a lot of stuff and he's got a lot of cool projects coming out. Um, so some big name stuff and yeah, he was just such a funny guy, man. He was so funny. He really had me laughing. Um, again, he was just so quick witted and, uh, I like that, right. I, I try to be myself and, um, I just love laughing. So I love, you know, going back and forth with somebody and, and he was just hilarious. So yeah, it's a good episode. So if you're not having a good day, this is definitely going to cheer you up for sure. All right. So Kyle Matthew coming up before we get to that. Quick word from our sponsor, Texas Real Food. Hi, I wanted to talk to you about what's on the Texas Real Food site that's more than just putting in your zip code and finding, you know, the coolest butcher, farmer's market, restaurant around you. There's also other resources on the site, recipes, articles, and one in particular is called the Texas Mom Blog. It's awesome. Faria Khan is writing these beautiful articles. You can really learn a lot about Texas, just giving you a lot of other things to think about. Food, family, everything behind that goes into food as well. So just different topics and uh, conversations. Definitely something worth checking out as well. All right, back to the show. All right. I think it's time time to tell you about our social media. That's right. Check us out on Instagram, please. The Lone Star Plate. Follow us there. Um, and on our uh, Facebook, just the Lone Star Plate podcast, right? And of course, 
please subscribe to our YouTube channel. All right. The Lone Star Plate. If you're watching this, hit the subscribe button. If you're not, go check us out on YouTube. Uh, if anything, even if you watch the episode, get some clips, you know, we break it down. We got new content every week that comes out. Okay. So please, thank you so much. And of course, just a big thank you for listening and for supporting us. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Honestly, I mean that. Thank you very much. And give you all a quick little something cool that's coming up. If you live in the Dallas area, we are going to be doing a live podcast show. That's right. Live in person. You'll be able to touch me, see me, maybe not touch me, maybe for the right price, but you will be able to see me, hear me, right? We'll be there together. Might even, you know, there'll be a Q&A. You'll be able to speak on the podcast, maybe ask a question to the guest we have. Um, it's going to be cool. It's going to be something we're going to start doing. So we're going to have our first one pretty soon and the details are coming out. So that's why it's important to, uh, you know, follow us on social media, but also we'll talk about it on the podcast, of course, too. So, all right, guys, let's get to this. Kyle Matthew, really super excited. Again, if you're not having a good day, this is definitely going to cheer you up. Expect to laugh. All right. Enjoy guys. Kyle Matthew. Uh, okay. So let's see here. Um, you're um you're from texas right i am what part of what part of texas are you from this is a big state we know this that's what we hear i am from dallas <laughs> born and raised okay right on i'm actually i'm actually in dallas right now that's where i oh was, my uh, we could have done this person raised. what are we doing <sighs> you know i don't know the zoom the zoom is the best uh, at this true. point it's, you know, it's the, the way zoom. to be i mean people don't need to know that i don't have any lower body and anything <laughs> I'm just a floating head and I, I want to keep it that way <laughs> any lower body yeah I don't know if anybody would ever assume that but if they did they listening to podcasts is like the least of their problems I, I would say but yeah. uh, okay so yeah so look we 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 hear you just graduated um from USC is that right yes sir it's in California California baby California so how is that uh sort of transition going from texas living in in, in uh, southern california for a while yeah it was cool i mean definitely different totally different vibes it was nice being able to wear a sweater for once in my life without sweating through the whole thing literally <laughs> and yeah i mean there definitely was a little bit of a culture shock but i have to say a lot of californians get a bad rap I mean, don't get me wrong, there definitely are people there that totally kind of are examples of the stereotypes, but there's also a lot of super great, super down-to-earth people. Absolutely. Same way that all people from Texas aren't bigoted and narrow-minded, you know, it's, just, it's the same way. So it really was a great exercise in me and really kind of valuing each person individually which is the way it should be done anyway sure absolutely man and look a lot of texans go to california true right i mean i'm sure you probably found some fellow texans out there 100 percent. yeah 100%. we're adventurous people right we're all over the we world are. Um, texas is a true. unique place in the sense that i think it's the only step maybe california 
maybe maybe not but probably just like hollywood but like texas is known throughout the world the state itself you know people know texas true i find that i find that fascinating they may not know even know a city in texas but they know texas yeah uh itself you know and um i i, I find that fascinating i but do anyway, too. you know anyway. it's also fascinating to meet for someone to meet me and then the things that they expect of me because oh I'm sure absolutely right you're right you you literally people think we write we write i was gonna, about to say we write cowboys, cowboys that's yeah. not what i meant okay, <laughs> well you do in your spare time yeah. is totally fine, and there's no judgment here it's a safe space patrick <laughs> oh shit um no you know that we ride horses and we shoot uh guns uh, six shooters right i mean right. i literally people think that i find that i find that more fascinating than right, right <laughs> just the, that they would believe with, that Especially with social media, you would think that a lot of those stereotypes would be debunked by now. But 100%, when I went to school, I there were people that legitimately asked me if I rode a horse to school. Yeah, and they mean and they mean it. It's like they mean it. It's like okay, if I came to California, like the gold rush is still happening. Like I get yeah. it. This over, yeah. you know, like. It's the but same. there's also a part of me that feels bad that I can't fulfill that idea for them. You know, I say sure. y'all. That's what I feel is my text and duty but also it just makes sense like why would you say you guys like y'all exactly y'all is perfect a, i'm cool with anyone using it you know like, i've tried to find a way to not use that word have you done that before like do you like you know you're like well let me see what else i can do and then you just basically like you said you come back around to it, like this is the absolute best way to get this across it's just like butter y'all it's butter smooth it's just, yeah it's smooth it's smooth like butter yeah i love that um, okay, so you enough of this. This is me. I rabbit trail, dog. This is what this podcast <laughs> is about. Uh, but okay, so you so you get to California, right? You decide you're going to go into the acting program. Were you always you were acting? I'm assuming you were acting in high school, yes. middle school, right? That sort of thing. So actually, funny enough, Patrick, growing up, I was pretty set on being a professional basketball player. You know, I wore NBA sweatbands every day to school. I was obsessed with <laughs> Lakers, which is another story in itself, being from Texas. And I even had my bar mitzvah theme centered around basketball. So oh, wow. it, wasn't, it wasn't until the eighth grade when I decided to officially make the jump from the court to the screen and stage. And that's because I won Best Actor on Shakespeare Day at my school, Green Hill School. Shout out Green Hill, which I attended from kindergarten through 12th grade. So I won that. And then I also realized my chances of being over six foot were slim to none. So it was a combination <laughs> of those two things that really made me make that transition. They were like, you're the best. You're like, I'm staying in this. Exactly. Like, well, I'm not leaving. <laughs> it's one of those things where it was a combination of getting recognition, but also it made sense. Like I was always sure. very outgoing. I always loved telling stories. I always loved making people laugh, connecting with people, fascinated with people in general. So I would say in a lot of ways, it, it gave me the permission to have the audacity yeah. to pursue this dream. Not that I needed that much audacity as prior to that, I had the audacity to think that I was going to be an MBA. Yeah, totally. <laughs> hey, but that's how dreams start, right? They kind of seem that's kind of the, that's kind of the way it is though. Right. right? Like it's kind of seems like, well, somebody did it right at some point. Right. That's why you even have the dream. So yeah. you, so you know, it's possible. So really the only thing is right. Put it in front of you and let's get there. Let's get I it. Mean, let's get it. Yeah. So you mentioned this about like, 
you know, it wasn't just the recognition, but also you felt that you were this, this and this about your personality. Let me ask you that. Do you think that there's a certain personality for acting? Like, do you ever meet people and go, yeah, you'd be a great actor or you should get into acting? Is that is that Prior, how it works? Uh, or uh, What is the saying? Contrary to popular belief, that's the saying. Those are the words I was looking for. I actually don't think that there is a prerequisite in terms of personality type to be a storyteller, to be an artist, because so much of what being an artist is authenticity. So sure. if the only types of people that were performers were people that were super outgoing and super overly extroverted, that would be very limited in terms of the perspectives that we would get on life. So I actually think that it's important for all types of personalities, and we see it. Yeah. Same way that we want all types of people from all different walks of life. Any type of diversity when it comes to artistry is important to keep things fresh. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, right on. So, but you do meet people and go like, yeah, you'd be a great actor. I don't do that, but I've heard, but I meet people meet me and I tell them I'm an actor and they go, they okay, that, yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Interesting. So that's what I mean. Like, why, why do people say things like that? Like, is that, is that the, is that the assumption that people have then that you need to be super, you know, outgoing and super sort of not, I don't want to use the word crazy that that's not what I mean, but you know what I mean? Kind of, kind of, I mean, listen, you, there, there are some elements of emotional trauma that you willingly put yourself through because in a lot of ways, all the feelings that humans don't want to feel as actors, we're like, oh, trauma. Like, I want to be able to portray that so that you feel safe to feel in yourself. But in a lot of ways, we're running towards the fire while the while other people are running away. Yeah, that's true. So that is, yeah. I don't know if crazy is the right word, but it's definitely uh, illogical, maybe. Yeah, it, it seems unnatural. Yes. Right. Yeah. I know. I, I totally get it. Um, no, that's great. Are these are these the sort of things that y'all discuss at school? You know, I mean, you're coming fresh out of college. Like, are these the sort of things that y'all discuss in acting? Like what? Take us through some maybe some of the things that, you know, y'all discuss. I don't of even course, know. Yeah. So I one of the reasons why I chose USC in particular is because I wanted to not only study my craft further, but I also wanted to have a college experience. I wanted to. Sure. You know have friends outside of the theater school and go to football games and do all that stuff because I believe that being an actor, being an artist is portraying the human experience and the best way to portray the human experience accurately is to experience the human experience. <laughs> so makes sense. Yeah. So we talk about it, but a lot of it is, it's kind of unspoken. It's in a lot of ways it's taboo because really? So all actors have this common understanding and the same way that everyone in every respective industry, they know the challenges that come with that respective industry that maybe people that aren't in that industry might not know about just because it's a different world. The same way that I would know the challenges that come with being a podcast host or being sure. a publicist, you know, just sure. as regards to the people that are um, here with us right now. So I think in that way, a lot of it is is focusing on the other parts of you because it's so easy to get engulfed by this idea that I'm an actor and that's all I am. Yeah, totally, totally. 
Is that is that your goal, like just to act moving forward? I mean, or do you have, you know, is, is your goal to direct and produce and to, you know, do all these other things that a lot? Of, I'd, I think seeing a lot of other actors do, you know, we've had a lot of actors on the podcast and they seem to, I guess, throughout as they get into their career, it's where you start to see them branching out. Right. And trying uh, different things. So I don't know. Is that. Is Certainly. Yeah. Narrow? So I've, I've actually done some writing and producing and directing in my past. I've had a been very lucky. I've had a couple of short films that have premiered festivals, one of them being South by. I've done some YouTube shorts that have done well. And my favorite part about creating is that it gives me as the actor the opportunity to reach out to people that I've either wanted to work with or the people that I have worked with and want to work with again and come with them with the mindset of, here's something I can do for you. Here's something we can create together because the way that the hierarchy naturally is, is oftentimes as an actor, you're waiting for someone to bring an opportunity to you. Yeah. 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 Totally. Totally. That's gotta be frustrating. It's frustrating and it's freeing in some ways because it's the, the balance of being motivated and driven and patient and graceful sure. and those two contrasting ideas existing as one so sure there definitely are times when it's frustrating and i think it's such a great challenge to offer oneself because i think that it sums up life in so many ways because you can think you're in control of everything but you're not so yeah. how do you live in that gray area yeah yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, so do you see yourself maybe, I would assume, directing a feature film, you know, lengthwise, you know, that's a, obviously a lot to take on and whatever. Yeah. But but is that, you know, I know you said you, you know, wrote, produce, you know, some shorts and stuff, but it, it, do you want to just continue down, down that sort of path? Or do you want to eventually get to direct a feature film? I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. My first love and my primary love is performing. That's my bread and butter. Yeah. But I do love producing. I do love writing. And it gives me that much more appreciation for those respective cra crafts, as well as all the people involved in production Sure. in a way that I maybe wouldn't have had I not worked with them clo closer than I do if I was just acting. Yeah, that's so a good point. The goal would be to always simply tell great stories with great people. Bam. I, as of right now, I have no desire to direct something that I'm acting in because there's so many directors that I want to work with. So sure. it, yeah. I feel like it would, I would be doing myself a disservice if I didn't take advantage of that opportunity to go to one of these many directors that I admire and, and try to have them work with me on set project. Who, who are some of these directors you admire? I mean, some of them Curious. are friends, some of them yeah. are colleagues, people that I believe are are going to be names that we all know about, you know, in the foreseeable future. I'm, I'm very big on the mindset of if you're ever the most talented person in the room, find a different room. So I always try <laughs> to do that. And so I, I feel that I'm, I am lucky enough to have a lot of contemporaries, both in front of and behind the camera, who I believe are much more talented than I. And I like it that way because it sure. inspires me. Sure. All right. Well, let's just say for 
for podcast sake, let's throw out some big names. Let's say some, sure. some like, let's well, just say, you know, people you grew up with, right? You're like, oh, I would love to be in a, I don't know, Scorsese film. Is sure, that like a goal? I don't know. It's it's only it's only fitting since we are on on a Lone Star podcast and we're both in Texas right now to start out with our homegrown Wes Anderson. That would be great. Uh, oh my like, god, I would love nothing more. Rushmore yes. is one of my favorite movies. Rushmore. People don't talk about it enough. They I talk agree. About it enough. I agree. It is. It is next level. And that was his first film after um, Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket. Yeah, that's so you know crazy to think about. Yeah, that is crazy. Because I remember when I saw Rushmore and I was like, whoa, what is this movie? And then it made me go see Bottle Rocket. And I was like, oh, this is the greatest guy ever. It's like your you first know? movie after a short film that turned into a feature is getting to work with Bill Murray. That's pretty <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. And such an iconic role. I mean, right. that I mean, is Max, such a... Max yeah. Fisher. Like, oh, my God. Come on. Jason Schwartzman. He's he that. Oh, he, he killed I, He killed so it. So good. Man. Yeah, he killed Shout it. out to my uncle Ken for showing that movie to me first because that is one of my favorite movies. And that type of role is definitely my dream type of role. That, the Ferris Bueller type role. I, I really sure. like eccentric protagonists that kind of have a very intimate relationship with the audience. Same way that I love, one of the reasons why I love Fleabag is yeah. Jim from The Office. Like, There's something special about when it's used properly having that face-to-face -face interaction with the people that you're telling the story to that I think is can be very powerful and very fun. Sure. Well, it's like a wink-wink, like a, exactly. right? like a, we, we both know this is going on. This is funny, right? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, no, for sure. Um, okay, so, okay, well, that's a good, that, that's definitely good. Wes Anderson, how about some yeah. other? Uh, uh, I mean, I Spike know. Lee would be incredible. Oh, I, yeah. I'm very lucky that I went to, a open relatively open-minded school growing up and i got to see a lot of films that maybe if i went to a different school in texas i wouldn't they wouldn't have shown us but i i got to see do the right thing when i was a freshman in high school and that movie really really stuck with me and i and i've gone on to love all of those movies inside man i think is it's, while it's very different from do the right thing sure. both like two fantastic movies but i i I want to be a part of products that the same way I want my brand, the Kyle Matthew brand to hopefully be associated with making people laugh and or offering them permission to feel. And I believe that artists that do that while also challenging the way people think, like for instance, Promising Young Woman, a movie that I just saw recently that I believe is, should be a required watch for anyone who's a man or identifies as a man, because I, I believe though I'm not a woman, I don't identify as one, I left that movie having a greater understanding of the innate fear that comes with simply being a woman and walking through life. And though I already think that women are superior than men just because of the way that all the things that their bodies do in terms of like literally creating life <laughs> and then all the bullshit that they have to put up with because of sure. the, of the us. gender that we... Because of us. I mean, let's be real. And so it just that I thought that products like that were, it challenges you to think I also think are important because, you know, art reflects reality, reality reflects art. It's a double sided mirror. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, man. Wow. That's very deep. Listen to you, man. You're Listen. Very, very deep. I, into I know. This. I know. I, lo I love it. I, I think it's great, man. I think that it's, I think, you know what I think it is? You're responsible 
with your thoughts. I appreciate being, that. You're being responsible with your thoughts and your thinking. And, and that's good to know as a fan and just somebody out here knowing that, you know, this is the next uh, level of people going into the industry to provide content for us, right? And that they care and they, I mean, that means a lot, man, to be honest with you, even, they, you even have these thoughts, you know what I mean? I, I think it's great. Very kind of you. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I, yeah. hope, I hope so. Is this, do you feel like a lot of your classmates are like this too? Is this like, you feel like, yeah, this is how we, you know, this is sort of what, what the thinking is now, or do you feel sort of like a lone wolf in your thinking? No, no, no. I, I definitely feel I have friends and contemporaries that think similar, similarly to me. And I also sure. have friends and contemporaries who don't, Yeah, you know, I, 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 it's similar in addition to the other things I was talking about, like I'm big, I'm the big on the idea of you know Kyle Matthew being synonymous with being a goofball who loves deep conversations. <laughs> I believe that both things can exist at the same time and there's also a way to be funny without it being at the expense of others. Sure. Absolutely. I think that's why Seinfeld is so brilliant. Okay, that's interesting. Because it's, it's a very interesting and random uh, yeah. transition but I I I only say that because and I'm a little embarrassed about this. I only recently started watching Seinfeld I think within the past year and it's was very, the part that was interesting for me, wow. was, I know it's, it, it, it is. Please, that, I don't, yeah, I don't like when people say that to you. Oh, you haven't seen the show. Oh, what's wrong with you? It's like, well, hey, it's, bitch, I got a it's, life. It's, like Jesus. The only problem with that argument is it's literally impossible to see every show. Exactly. It's literally, look, it's, I've never like, seen it's Game of Thrones. I don't, I don't care. Right. Okay, I, I mean, don't you, care. You, you can only watch so many things and exactly. you have to pick and choose. But <laughs> yeah. I think the thing that I appreciated about Seinfeld is, you know, a lot of his humor, at least from the stuff that I watch, is very like he doesn't he doesn't say anything unless there are things that I haven't heard, like that are like a lot of his jokes are very just observational, but they don't talk about they don't put people down in a in an isolated way. He talks more about the human experience, which I think is harder to do. Sure. But also more universal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's an interesting take on it. I mean, when I was growing up, Seinfeld was on. It was literally what they said, right? A show about nothing. And it was. It literally was a show about nothing. You, that, yeah. And that's kind of the point. The jokes were that. The jokes were just little observations of right. shoelaces and the, the way this guy uses his straw. And they make a whole episode about it. You know, it was exactly. like... It was, you're right. Um, you know, at the expense of themselves, they're very self-deprecating. And, right. um, yeah, I, I agree. That show is way ahead of its time. Yeah, definitely. You know, it was a different humor, which is why when Seinfeld first came out, nobody liked it, man. They were almost going to cancel it. Like nobody watched it. They thought it was the worst show that had ever come out, to be honest. I mean, you hear stories about that. You hear stories about the Beatles, like they were performing yeah. forever and people thought they were terrible. It just shows yeah. you that none of us know what we're talking about ever. So we might as well pursue what we want if we have, we're lucky enough to do so because exactly you know all these things that we describe as good or bad they were decided by people that are no smarter than you and i so <laughs> yes yes and all these people have access to the same information you do right that's what, I, that's what i always say you know there's nothing nobody knows more than you right i mean unless you know they've studied something right like a rocket scientist i almost said a rocket surgeon i literally yeah. almost said that that and I would have just gone mind. along with it. Yeah, you've been like, yeah, rocket surgery. That's yeah. like, that's tough. That sounds tough. That Although there probably is a rocket surgeon. 
There definitely is because right. rockets. There's well, probably call, right. I think that would be a very eloquent way to describe someone who fixes rockets. It's one of those things. Exactly. Where you got to beef up your resume. Exactly. You know, if exactly. If you're putting on there, you're not going to say it's like you know how Dwight Trude. He was assistant regional <laughs> yeah. assistant regional manager or whatever. He's not going to say exactly what he is. He's going to make the titles give a little oomph. Like I'll work on rockets, or exactly. I'm a rocket surgeon. Right? It's, it's not. It hits different. It hits different. It totally hits different. It's like oh, rocket surgery. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I read you're also um, in this like comedy group, right? If I hope I read this right, it's called the Groundlings, and I've heard of this group before. A lot of uh, famous actors have have come out of this group, but from what I know, it's in. At least I always thought it was in uh, Chicago. It's a very, I don't know, sensible thought because a lot of these improv schools, the Groundlings, Second City, uh, like the birth of improv was in a lot of ways in Chicago. So that makes sense why you would associate. Yeah, that's 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 and Second City, I associate with Canada. Yeah. I mean, because of SCTV. Yeah, SCTV. Old school, baby. Dan Levy. I know. I, I, I'm a big Martin Short fan, so oh, I read God. a couple years ago, and yes. I was actually just the other day watching Jiminy Glick clips on YouTube <laughs> because I just that character. He's is, insane. He's insane. He's the best man. Like, like that's that that character was Ron Burgundy before Ron Burgundy. <laughs> That's a good observation, man. I, I like that. Yeah, that's so, a, I'm I'm a big Martin Short stan. That's what the that's what the kids say, stan. What does that mean? Stan. I think it means you're a supporter of them. You stand for them, but you know, you can't you can't say the D because, you know, we're just there's so much to do. So what? I <laughs> God forbid there's not I say enough the time word. for a D. There's not I enough don't time, have time for, for this. I, I was thinking stan from Eminem. And that guy, right. he's like a fan, right? He's yeah. like some crazy fan stan. Maybe it's like that. I don't know. I, I, dude, you're I, the young guy. I, I'm the old. I'm him. the old. You know, dude who doesn't, who's not cool in any way, and don't doesn't know anything cool. I'm, a, so. I'm a professional liar. So sometimes I don't even know. What's <laughs> Sorry, I'm a professional truth teller. No, I like that. Okay, so Groundlings, you say it's not only in Chicago. It's yeah. So they have it in. They have it's a it. state of mind. Is that what you're gonna say? No, 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 no. I that. <laughs> if I said that, you can end this interview right now. Be back. Um, they have it in LA. I believe they have it in New York. I'm sure they have. Okay. All these schools have international presences. I'm not sure if they have physical studios, but yeah, the Groundlings is a lot of fun. The classes have been super challenging. I met a lot of really, really talented people. And the cool thing about improv schools, a lot of ways. Is, is you get people from all walks of life, people that are writers, directors, some people that are like dentists, but they just love performing. And sure. there are, you know, people that work day jobs and all this stuff will working day jobs. That's every actor. So that's not a very, that's not a fair <laughs> comparison, but you know, people from all walks of life that aren't necessarily pursuing the traditional career in acting. So you get to meet a lot of really interesting, really cool people. And so it's been really fun. I'm looking forward to continuing classes in person once that continues. How do you feel that that's helping you? Like, what what is it? Is it connect networking? Is it well, I, is I beefing up certain things? Sure. I don't know. I think the best gift that 
improv gives is it's all the foundation of improv at its core is about being present and listening. You can't, if you plan ahead, you try to control the scene. It's oh, not it, interesting. It's not, it's not, it's not about right or wrong. It's about, are you listening and are you being truthful? Yeah. And as a performer that that's, that's cool. some, all, all you can ever hope for. Sure. Okay. So that's what they mean when an actor was like, he was present. Exactly. You know? And I'm like, well, yeah, where the fuck, where else is he going to be? If you're filming the scene, like, well, you'd be I mean, surprised. I mean, a lot of times, like for instance, if you, if you like, let's just say you say, Hey, to me, but you yell it at me. Yeah. But there's not an exclamation point in the script. And I just say, Hey, the way that I decided I was going to say it before we even the scene started, if I don't say it in a way that's in response to whatever was just said or done, it's not going to make sense. I see what you're saying. It's going to be like putting two puzzle pieces together that don't fit. Yeah, totally. You know, so in that way, it's, it's acting and reacting. Okay. I love this. Uh, do you, do you find yourself using this in real life? Does this, I don't know. Does this, (laughs) I try, I mean, I, I talk so much and I don't get me wrong. I love people and I love to ask questions and all that stuff. And I, but I do, it's such a great reminder to just listen more. Sure. Absolutely. You know what they say? I mean, God gave you two ears, right? Right. One mouth, and one uh, mouth, one mouth. It is learning that. Look, you know, it's funny, the older I get, it is true. You know, you do learn the most by listening. That is true. Okay. That's it's like, that's I already true. know who I am. Yeah. So like, if I'm talking, I'm only saying things I already know. Exactly. So if exactly. I don't shut up, I can't learn anything new. Think of it selfishly. Yeah. Think right. of it selfishly. Like, yeah, the less I talk, actually, the more I'm going to learn selfishly, you know, I'm going to take, let this idiot talk, let him waste his time. You know, exactly. no, I mean, it's, it's obviously it's just a good balance. Uh, uh, that sort of thing, you know. Hey, shit, if you got something good to say and you're interesting, talk. I mean, that's sort of what, you know, a lot, a lot of people don't want to talk either. That's the majority of people, you know. It's tough yeah. to get people to open up or to, right. uh, you know, I guess be real. Maybe that's why a lot of people aren't would never be good actors. They can't be in the moment. They can't be present. It's hard for I them think to it's be hard. present I think, in life. I think you know? living is hard, you know. Oh, God, yes. So Absolutely. That also makes sense. Sure. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Uh huh. hundred percent. What sort of, uh, you know, when you're acting, do you, do you like to pull, you know, real life experiences as you're trying to be in a moment? Um, or how does that work for you? Do you, or do you pull something that's close to it? So for me personally, that I, I don't do that as much just because I, think it's unpredictable like for instance i let's just say my goldfish died and i was super attached to my goldfish and when i was five years old like that made me so sad and maybe a year later it still was sad but as time went on like it made me less and less sad so if you're using substitution as some people like to call it for me it it doesn't get me there in a lot of ways so the way that i approach i approach all things in different ways. And I've had, I've been so lucky to have so many great teachers that have so many come from so many different schools that it's kind of like a hodgepodge, bagage, whatever the word is (laughs) of different ways to approach 
So a lot of it is, you know, the place I'm studying now, Leslie Khan, which is phenomenal. If there are any actors listening to this, I highly recommend you checking the studio out. And they, Leslie and the teachers there, they have this mantra, which is that acting is 100% technical, 100% organic, and 100% fuck it. So it's like, it's, it's, it's a paradox by design. Sure. Because like in life, we want people to care while also giving off the impression that they don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, that's And hilarious. so once it takes some of the pressure off once you realize that it's, you're trying to juggle 100 things at once. So you do the work, you prepare it, you make choices, and then you throw it away and do it as if it's happening for the first time. Obviously, easier said than done but it's a noble thing to aspire towards. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you got to set your, you know, I always heard this saying when I was younger, uh, you know, you got to set your standards or your goals so high that you actually never reach them, but you'll get the furthest you would have ever gone, you know, True. right. You don't ever want to get there. Uh, but okay. No, that's great. That's cool, man. Um, okay. So let, look, let's talk about a couple projects you have uh, going on. What, what, uh, what do you want to talk about? What sort of projects do you, want to talk about is there anything you did before that, that's interesting that you want to discuss or something cool you have coming out i don't know sure, yeah i mean i've been super blessed to work a handful of times during this pandemic and i'm very grateful for that and a second doesn't go by when i don't, that's don't awesome. recognize that a lot of that sure, has to do sure. with my you know great team shout out kim shout out chris shout out charlie you know buckwald brave arts management and my incredible publicist Haley. you know who you are heather leah I always get nervous when I say her name because I want to say Leah, but it's Leah. <laughs> and then when I say it right, then I don't, it's just hard. And I just think about this. Have you ever met a Leah in real life? I have. And that's what oh, really? threw me off. Oh, I've never met a Leah in real life. So yeah, yeah. Like I had okay. a friend named Micah and, and I also have a friend named Mika and it's just, it's it, <laughs> every single time. It's like learn, meeting them for the first time. Sorry. Totally off track. So I at, recently I finished a feature film that I got to act in, which was my first COVID filming project, filming during the time of COVID, which was incredible. That one, unfortunately, I can't really discuss much about. But what I can say is that it was like a really, really awesome experience. And the people that I got to work with on that project, both in front of and behind the camera, are super talented. And I know that in 10 years' time, I'm going to feel super lucky that I got to work with them at this point in their careers. Oh, wow. And then the other product that I recently filmed was a guest appearance on Disney Channel's Bunked, which is a spinoff of the show, Jesse. You know, Bunked is currently in their fifth season, and that was so much fun. So much fun. I can't discuss the specifics of the role, but at least I can say the name, which is more that I can say than the other. So I'm building sure. you know, each... Thing I say is more and more yeah. revealing. And that was great. Another very unique experience because of COVID. At the week of shooting, I had to get tested four times in seven days. I'm, I'm a pro when it comes to the, the nasal swab now, you know, so I'm going to be, I should be giving <laughs> tutorials Lessons. on it at this point, yeah. honestly. YouTube videos. YouTube right. videos. And that was super great. And I'm it's so much fun. The people on that team and the casting people they're just so great and lovely and nice and 
all you can hope for for an ideal working environment. No, that's awesome. So I'm super that's excited good. for, I don't know exactly when that's going to air, but when it does, okay. I'm super excited. And every person that's ever thought about breathing air in my vicinity will know. <laughs> so don't worry. How weird is we'll it? To, how, how weird is it to like not be able to talk about things? Is that weird? That's got to be weird. I'm such it, a talker. Like, it, don't give me secrets. That's why I say don't give me secrets. It's definitely different because I would say I'm an oversharer by nature. Sure. You seem like that. You seem like the type of person that wants to, and in a good way, right? Just right. wants to talk about it. And, and uh, I'm all know. about connecting yeah. and being yeah. truthful and being vulnerable. But I also can appreciate the business side of it and the aspect of, oh, of course, reveal and spontaneity. So I, I, it's different. And because it makes sense, it's something that I can buy into. Yeah. Yeah. No, for and sure. And I think it would make it that much more exciting when I'm able to talk about it. Well, that's true too. Um, you know, I, it reminds me um when we first started the podcast, more or more or less, we we had this um actor on named Lion Daniels. He's in a movie called We Can Be Heroes. It was on Netflix, mm -hmm. you know, that big like superhero movie that Robert mm -hmm. Rodriguez. Speaking of Texas oh, yeah, directors, Texan. yeah, absolutely. Rod Rodriguez. Uh, uh so he he plays noodles in the movie like the the kid like his neck extends out and all this stuff anyway when we had him on the podcast he he could talk about robert rodriguez he could talk about the movie he didn't know the name of it you know and there were certain things he could talk about but he couldn't say a lot of different stuff but he kept slipping up in the interview and he kept saying stuff right and i was like don't worry about it. you know we'll edit it out it's not a lot you know but it was just funny i was like damn this i can't imagine having to do a live one right you you yeah. can't go back no it's you true. go back on this stuff that's just got to be very um it's probably another aspect to the job you didn't know you needed 100 percent. but right? that's why you i mean i've gotten great training on how to deal with all that stuff from, sure. from my team so what do they it, tell you? I'm curious. So what are the point? Would it be pivot? That's what I would say. Pivot. Okay. Well, Change it, the subject. <laughs> it's just like, you know, keep it positive. Talk about the things you can talk about and yeah, lean into that. And you know, uh, the things you can't talk about, be apologetic because obviously I would, if, if I had my wishes, I would talk about it. But No, no, I didn't mean it that way. I mean, I just mean like that you might slip up or, you know what I mean? Just, oh, yeah. it just naturally would come out. Just like, you don't mean for it to, uh, come out. I think of all the Marvel superhero actors right, who are yeah. constantly and spoiling shit. They don't mean their, to. The deeds to their houses written into their contracts. Like if you slip up, like it's. But ours. they still slip up. They still slip up. Uh, they still mess up. They still say things. They still leave their phone in their pockets with Instagram Live for like twenty minutes in a movie. You know, I'm just like that oh. is true. You got <laughs> I'm just saying, like, like streaming in the locker room. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I just mean that's got to be difficult. Just as another aspect. Again, hundred you know, percent. You just didn't think. It was going to be another. It's needed. another part of the the, the, the business that, totally. that people are getting more accustomed to, for sure. But it is important. I agree with you. Like it helps build suspense. It helps you know keep the story and and do it right. And uh, you know they would it would spoil things, right? There are certain right. things that would spoil. Mm -hmm. So no, I get it, man. I, I, for me, I'm just saying, like for me, I, I there's no way. I no, could. Patrick, I get it. I'd be like, don't give me information. Yeah. Don't tell, you know, tell me only what I need to know when I know okay. it. And, right, and we're good to go. That's good to know. So like in like 10 years when I have kids and I know the gender and I do one of those big obnoxious gender reveal parties, I shouldn't tell you the gender. <laughs> oh, God, God. Oh, good okay. God. No, good no, no. 
no, no. I'm I'm screaming from the. I'm tweeting. I know I don't even tweet. I don't even know why I said that. Right. Yeah, I don't but you tweet did the, the the thumb thing. That's I did that. That you know what that meant. That's social yeah, I media, right? I get it. Yeah. Look how look how look how much they move. Can you it's imagine crazy. if I actually texted like that? I right. know what what kind of device is that? <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. I didn't even give it. I didn't even question it. You did, and you were just like, "Yeah, I've yeah, seen that. That makes sense. I've <laughs> seen that. Yeah. <laughs> I love it." Okay, so you got these great things coming out, which is awesome. I, I love Thank that. You. Uh, you know, that's fantastic, man. I can definitely tell you got a whole career, you know, obviously ahead of you here. I appreciate um, that. Same thing, What you know, when I spoke to Lion, I remember thinking, oh, dude, you're going to be the next big thing. Sure enough, he's blowing up right now. But, um, you know, what what other, I don't know, what, what let's talk about something you did, you did write and direct and, and produce and what maybe sure. dig a little deeper into that. And, and what, what's the bet, what's the thing you're most proud of that you've uh, done personally? That's so, what is such, such a hard question. There's I one say, thing. I know there's one thing when you're sleeping, you know, or whatever, okay, when you're by I yourself, say, I know there's this one thing. I would say the first short, uh, that I made for YouTube. It's called Lip Sync Breakup. It was a sketch that I'd written for the troupe I was in while I was at USC called The Suspenders and performed it and it got a good reaction. So I decided to film it afterwards. And it is about this guy named Dylan who's being broken up by his girlfriend, Jennifer. And Dylan can only communicate via lip syncing snippets to popular songs. <laughs> so it was super fun. That's fun. There, That's I won't idea. give you the context, but there is a part in the short when i'm wearing a glistening gold tuxedo and shoes from head to toe <laughs> and it was it was so much fun that That's was awesome. a lot of fun especially as someone who i'm working on being better at singing but feeling what it must feel like to be able to have an instrument like that it's magical so yeah people you know youtube.com slash Kyle Matthew actor you can see that you can see the other short I did which is the leaked iPhone 9 commercial which was this was between when they released the they skipped they went from the 8 to the 10 and the X I remember and so that. obviously yeah. we had to wonder why there wasn't an iPhone 9 <laughs> and I never thought about that that's yeah, funny so that one was about the iPhone that was so realistic that the Siri capabilities were so realistic that they were unhelpful. So like you could ask Siri to do something and she would say no. <laughs> and that was a lot of fun. To that's, I feel like that's where it's going though. Yeah. Right. Not I mean, today. Not today, <laughs> but not right now. Maybe tomorrow. Oh yeah. It's coming for sure. No, that's yeah. cool, man. Well, we'll put links to definitely to all cool. these different things you're talking about. I mean, hundred percent. There's no, there's no question about that. Love it, love okay. It, love so it. that, so that video, you wearing the touch like that's your moment. That's your that's your thing, right? I, like that's I love your, it. Yeah, awesome. I I got to be extra. Yeah, and people got to laugh as a result of it, and that's we love that. Do you see yourself singing? You said you mentioned about singing. Do you see yourself getting into that more? Or I wouldn't you know? say singing in terms of like putting out an album or anything. Exactly, but, but if I could go to a karaoke bar and like make a couple people turn around and be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like that, that listen, listen, let me say this though. Nobody thinks <laughs> good at karaoke. Okay. If you're, if you're at karaoke and you're crushing it, something wrong. Patrick, I'm just, I, I'm that's just saying why, that's why it's a dream. 
<laughs> Didn't we already talk about this? That dreams are supposed to be lofty, hard to reach things. Good point. Good point. You know, I just think it's funny when you're at karaoke and that some and the girl walks up and she's got a CD and she hands it to the DJ track yeah. two. You're just like, okay, this is that's not what karaoke's for. You're gonna have to explain to the viewers what a CD is. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, oh, my shit. my generation will get that, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Those those shiny things you hang on the windows yeah. to keep birds from flying into them. Also, I don't know if that was someone else laughing or an echo, but either way, my self esteem is so much higher now and i'm so grateful for it <laughs> i can do that that's me i can that's amazing make my it's a surround my, sound sur sur surround laughing yeah surround sound laughing that's it 5.1 baby wow 5.1 stereo that <laughs> da -da 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 -da. that's funny man oh you're cracking me up um oh that's funny who who did everyone tell you when you're going oh you're funny you're funny does that bother you and does it make you not funny does that make I, sense? Like, do you hate hearing that? Does it like? I don't. I don't hate hearing it because I think that the greatest gift is to be able to make someone laugh and be able to see that instant joy. Sure. Because yeah. I know how good it feels when I'm on the receiving end of it when I'm laughing. Yeah. So, no, I don't. I don't. I don't feel that way. I think that I'm also very intentional, and I think that the reason why. I go back and forth between, you know, things that are light and things that are deep is because I believe that that is like how humans are is you go, it's like one moment, something's really funny. And then the other moment, something's like, damn, it's hard. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it's usually just like that. Right. Literally just like, and then you go, God damn, what the fuck life? This is yeah. like, you know, I, I have those moments in my elevator all the time when I'm going down with my dogs. Mm. I just, I just, because other dogs will cut and there'll be like this whole, just like battle, right? Like some fucking, you know, battle Royale and literally takes place in two seconds when the elevator doors open on another floor and other dogs are their way. And it's just, and then when the door shut, I just think, what is it? What's happening? It's amazing. Where's Could you life? imagine if, if humans were like that, if we interacted with when we saw another human, we just <laughs> instantly like just started. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> and I guess that's what happens when you, put a bunch of people on steroids in a room. They, they all are just like, I'm gonna kick your ass. I mean, absolutely. That is kind of funny. You're right. Because dogs are just like, they will run at. I'll see my dog run at another dog and just right. immediately start sniffing them everywhere. I'm just thinking, yeah. Jesus Christ, you just met this guy. And you know, the you just shift met this dog. from curiosity to anger to love is the way they're able to go back. The, oh, yeah. the agility of their emotions is impressive. I have to say. That's a good, that's a great they, point. They have no pride. That's they, funny. they don't let their ego get in the way. So like if they're <laughs> mad at you, but they want to give you love, like they're going to move on. I feel like maybe they're feeling all the emotions at once right. so that they can just easily go. I to mean, it. listen, when I think about how strong a dog's sense of smell is, it's overwhelming to me because it's like, I don't know what the exact number is. So I'm going to literally make something up. But I think it's like a thousand times more than the human smell. Sounds and good. I it sounds good. Right. It sounds about right. So I smell some things. I'm like, wow, that's strong. Do you, I couldn't imagine smelling that a thousand times stronger. Sure. I wouldn't a, be able to. No, no wonder they're smelling everything all the time. Oh, for sure. Uh, that's a good, you know. All right. You made a good point. You know, you made a good point. Yeah, yeah, my my what, dog just what point my dog I just turned his head. It, and he was like, how it yeah. adds to society. But I'm happy I made it. 
I, I mean, it adds to my society, if that helps. Um, That's the only society I care about. Patrick. Yeah. I mean, look, my dogs agree. They were just like, oh, yeah, listen yeah. to this dude. Yeah, that's yeah. We're finally, that's, we've finally been heard. <laughs> we've finally been heard. Someone gets us. You know, he's like, that's it. Uh, no, that's great, man. I love that. Um, okay, dude, is there anything we didn't discuss that, that what that we, that, that, you know, I want to make sure we bring up? I don't want to miss out on anything that. or. No, no, there's a lot of exciting things in the works. Unfortunately, things I can't talk about yet, but sure. I guess. I guess I'll just have to come back. <laughs> so. Smart moves. I like how you do yeah. this. That's I smart. Mean, listen, I don't, I don't make the rules. I just, yeah. buy them, you know? I just break them. That's what I was yeah, saying. Exactly. That's how we change it. Uh, no, that's awesome. Look, Kyle, you, you're amazing, man. This is, this Thank is so you, much Adam. fun. I really, I really had a great time. Uh, you definitely, obviously, you know, you're funny. That doesn't hurt. Um, you know, it's great. It's great. Um, well, look, man, definitely wish you the best. Absolutely. Let's come back when you can talk about whatever these projects are and we can dive deep and spoiler them. Oh, yeah. Is that the right word? Sounds right. Um, yeah. I love talk. I love spoilering. Yeah. Now it's getting a little. I messed it not up. Sure if that's I the word, yeah, but... I took it. I took it further than yeah. it needed to be. You pushed your luck. I, I did. That's what I do. But I appreciate the ambition. Wife. Yeah, there you go. Absolutely. Um, yeah, man. Um, so for sure, we'll definitely do that. So, well, look, man, I wish you the best. You're here in Dallas. So, you know, wish you the best. Look, if there's ever anything you need, feel free to reach out. Um, if you need Thank a good place so much, to, yeah. Okay, I'm a chef. I know, I know. All, I know all the places in Dallas. Okay, I know all the cool places, cool chefs, cool restaurants. So if you need Amazing. a, you need a little uh, guide or a hand. I mean, you're from here, so I'm sure you know a lot. No, but I, I, I've lived in LA for, for a good amount of time and I live there now. So I'm only back here for a hot second. So I, the, the, it changes, right? It's changing all the time. So sure. I will definitely take you up on that. For Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely, dude. Right. Okay, brother. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank um, you as well, yeah. sir. The Lone Star Play podcast is produced by Texas Real Food. Go to texasrealfood.com and you can search your city for stores, butchers, restaurants, farmers markets, and more who are using fresh, artisanal, organic sources. It's a fun site that brings all natural options all together. I hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information, go to thelonestarplay.com. I'm your host, Patrick Scott Armstrong. Until next time. Mm -hmm.